Hi, this is Stephen Dar, author of Profit Hacking, and you're listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. Act Local, Act local Marketing for Small Business, episode 137. And there's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing, Act Local will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin features a new tip you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome to Act Local Marketing for Small Business, episode 137. I can't believe it. That's a lot of episodes. I'm the boomer gal, Kaylin Amadio. And every week here on Act Local Marketing, I share strategies. I call the first strategy today's takeaway. And that's where I'll give you at least one action item that you could walk away with right now. If you implement it, it will help you grow your business. And of course, I always invite a special guest expert that's going to help you with some various aspects of your business. And today's guest is an inbound marketing expert who loves podcasts, I discovered, and has some excellent tips about how to use them and other forms of content for marketing your business. So stay tuned. Content. That's the word for today. Content of all kinds is on the agenda. I think I've given you this resource before, and it's definitely worth reminding you of. So please check out contentmarketinginstitute.com. It's also known as CMI. Their website has a huge repository of information on content marketing, which is a cornerstone of your online digital marketing strategy. So let me take you directly to today's takeaway. This is the promised action item. Here it is. At CMI, there's an article titled 17 Content Marketing Tips for Any Size Budget. And I'm going to share just a handful with you. A few of them are worth sharing with you immediately right now. Like turning your PowerPoint presentations into slideshare posts. If you don't know what slideshare is, It's sort of like looking at a PowerPoint online. Makes sense. So if you do PowerPoint presentations, turn it into a SlideShare post. That's a really good one. How about turning every video your company has created into a blog post on your website and embed the video into the post? How about curating a list of the top people in your field to follow on social media and make a a simple infographic about it and share it on your social media. Create a list of frequently asked questions that you get. Now look, how many of them have you answered over the years in emails to your customers when you have been asked these, these FAQs, these frequently asked questions? Those emails can become blog posts. 
The opportunities are endless, and there really is no reason to reinvent the wheel, to use an old adage. Instead, find ways to repurpose the wheel, right? Reach more potential customers. Repurpose the wheel. Turn it into a coffee table. Turn it into yard art. You get where I'm going? You don't have to keep creating new content all the time. You can repurpose the content you have. Drop me a line to ask at actlocalmarketing.com, and I can help you figure out tons and tons and tons and tons of ways that you can repurpose content that you already have. That's one of the, um, that's one of my favorite things to do, actually. It's one of the more creative things that I get to do in marketing, and I really enjoy it. So drop me a line. We'll do it together. And that is today's takeaway. So connect with me. Please find me on Facebook or Twitter or Google+. Just look for my name, Kaylin Amadio, or look for The Boomer Gal. You can find me either way. And then follow me so that I can get to know you better, so I can have some conversations with you. And please tell your social media followers and your friends about this podcast, which they can find at actlocalmarketing.com or iTunes or Stitcher. If uh, you're an iTunes user, leave a review for one of the episodes that you've heard right there on iTunes. Those reviews are important to me in the podcasting world. They help me grow my business, and they help me reach more people just like you who can use all these golden nuggets that my guests come and share with us absolutely free. So it's it's a great deal. Now, it's time for a short break, but when we get back, my guest today, Tom Schwab, is here. And he is stepping to the front of the room. So please, stay tuned. I feel so close to you right now. Axe Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Hey, Act Local fans, this is Kaylin Amadio, and I have an exciting announcement. Today, October 7th, 2014, I'm launching a new podcast to celebrate the realization of a dream. You've heard me speak often on Act Local about the book I've been writing. Well, that book is becoming a reality. I have a contract to publish The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media. Soon, baby boomers everywhere will have all my strategies and guidelines in one swell book that'll help them build a map to social media success. To help promote The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media and subsequent books in this series, I've put together The Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, where boomers like me and like you can come together to learn, share, and grow a thriving business and a vibrant life. This podcast is 30 minutes in length and comes in both audio and video formats. I interview guest experts on business, finance, health, wellness, longevity, food, sex, dating, and more. You don't want to miss this next chapter in my life because I'm going to help you live yours more fully. Check out Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. 
Kalen helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome back. This is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. And as promised, I always have a new guest for you after that first commercial break. You know it's coming. So I want to introduce you to Tom Schwab. He knows how to build an online business with an inbound strategy. And don't worry if you don't understand what that means, because we're going to talk about it today. He led the growth of Goodbye Crutches, a direct-to-patient private pay e-commerce business, from being a regional player to a national leader in under three years. He is an expert in inbound marketing, and Tom helps high-potential small companies sell better than Amazon. And this I have to learn how you do, because you have to have an inbound marketing strategy to make that happen, and he can help you do it. Tom, welcome to Act Local Marketing. Kaylin, I am thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. I can't wait to hear more about this because I, I interviewed uh, another uh, guest just a week ago who was talking about the great uh, results he's had using Amazon. So now I want to know what what's you know how can I do that without actually having to be part of Amazon? This is terrific. So the first time I meet someone, I always ask to collect their entrepreneurial journey. You know, so can you give us, and I, I'm sorry that I always say in a nutshell, <laughs> because it's hard. how do you tell someone your whole life story in a nutshell, but can you just sort of lead us through how you came to be doing what it is you do? What was your journey to get here? Sure. Well, I think everybody's journey is always interesting because it only makes sense uh, looking in the rear of your mirror. And um, I took a different uh, aspect you know, I, I started with a very safe career. I started in the military and they thought, you know, I can spend 20 years there, even though I felt like a, a square peg in a, a round hole. But, you know, it's it's a safe job. Just put 20 years in there. And um, it was back in the early 90s when all of a sudden the, the Russians stopped playing the game and that industry started to, to collapse. And <laughs> so I looked at that and I thought, wow, you know, that's so much for that safe economy. And then I worked for a, a Fortune 500 company and the safety of that and while i i never felt like i really fit in and i grew up through the ranks with that and did very well with them uh but the same way the the job that i got promoted to uh was uh had a my own distributorship and the company uh decided that they were going to start going direct instead of going through distributors mm. so at every level i'm like the only security is the one that you make and at that time, we had a small sideline business helping people um, recover after foot or ankle surgery. And the business was called Goodbye Crutches. Mm -hmm. And the thing that really struck me on that is that um, our units that we sent out were mostly rentals. And half the units we got back from rentals came with thank you notes. And we looked at that and said, wow, you know, we're really making a difference here. Could we take this from just doing it in Michigan to doing it throughout the nation? And so that's when we sold back the uh, the distributorship um, to the manufacturer and said, hey, let's focus on this. And we grew the business for about the first year, you know, with all the tricks that people are using, the SEO, the pay-per-click. But I looked at that and said, 
Um, when we're doing that, we're just chasing a transaction. We're not really building a business. Mm -hmm. So that's when we stumbled on inbound marketing. And the book uh, came out by two smart guys out of MIT in about 2009. And they basically said that the people that are going to win in the economy of the future are those that, you know, build the trust, the respect to the authority. And people don't want to be sold online anymore. They want to be helped with their problems. So how can we use the Internet uh, and content to connect with these people and build these relationships? And uh, we went full bore into it, uh, got off our paper click addiction very quickly mm -hmm. and we're able to build our business and it's a small niche market but we took it from 3,000 paid visitors a month to over 70,000 organic visitors a month you know free traffic right and um, so uh, I learned that and uh, now I go ahead and help other companies with that too and really excited about the new areas of content that are driving more traffic and more engagement than we ever saw with our blogs well this is going to be interesting to me, and I want to make sure everyone else can follow the conversation. So you've used the term content twice now, and not everyone is going to understand exactly what that means if they're not really deep into this online world like you and I are. So um, explain to people what you mean by content. Sure. Content is anything that you use to help your customer solve their problem. So in the old line world, you know, it could be that manual that you, you gave them. It could be a newsletter that you mailed them. But now online, it's so much easier to produce the content and to share them with it. So a lot of it depends on what you like to produce and what your ideal customer likes to consume. So that could be a blog. It could be a post or some tips on Facebook. It could be uh, a Pinterest um image that clicks back to a, a list of, you know, 10 topics. It could be an ebook. Even what we're doing right now, Kaylin, is, is content, right? right? We're, we're providing this content and people are consuming it, um, you know, whenever they want um, to solve their questions, their answers. And the great thing about audio content is that you can go ahead and repurpose it so much. So if, if I say a good one-liner, in here, oh, okay, take that and put it in as a tweet. We could go ahead and transcribe what we're talking about here and make a blog out of it. So right. really, content can be anything, um, and the best content is what you can, what you can do well, and what your audience or your ideal buyers uh, consume well. Okay, and consume is a good word. It's all that stuff that when you go out in the interwebs and you're tooling around out there, whether for pleasure or for business, all the stuff that you're consuming, uh, whether it's images or written word or audio or video or whatever it is, that's all considered content. And there's, there's someone who had a marketing plan somewhere who created that content for exactly that purpose that you find yourself using it for. So, Tom. Yes. I just listed, you listed and I listed a plethora of different kinds of content, right? So do you have any opinions about what's best? I, I have opinions and you have opinions and business owners, we have opinions. But I always say that the only opinion that matters is the customer's opinion, <laughs> right? They're the only expert. Everybody else has an opinion, but customers actually vote with their dollars. Right. So 
Um, that's the wonderful thing about online marketing now that I love is that it used to be that marketers would say half the money we spend is wasted. We just don't know what half it is. <laughs> yes, I've heard that quote. Before. And it, it was it was true. But now customers are telling us every day what they love and what they loathe. So mm -hmm. if they come to your website and come to a certain page and are spending a lot of time there, you can you can assume that they love what's on that page. If they bounce off that page, if they come and don't stay, well, they probably loathe it. If you send them an email and everybody opens it and takes action on it, they probably love it. If if nobody opens it or nobody takes action on it, they're telling you, uh, no, I, I don't like this. So as business owners, we need to be always looking back to the experts and saying, what do they tell us? Let's give them more of what they love and less of what they loathe. So it really depends on your audience and, and what they like. So, uh, you and know, it's my, important to listen to them rather than to, too many business owners make assumptions up front and create you know products or content based on what they think the audience wants what their ideal customers want without actually ever asking them or paying or, attention to you know their metrics exactly and the numbers are telling you the truth all the time um and the engagement is telling you the truth i always uh, joke around my uh, my daughter uh one time told me you know, Dad, you need to be on Instagram. Everybody's on Instagram. And this was a couple of years ago. And I looked at her and I said, who's everybody? And she said, me and all my friends. And I said, well, that's great, but you and all my, your friends are not my customers. Right. So why why would I be there? Right. You know, and it's the same reason that she's not on LinkedIn. That's not a platform for, for high school students. Right. So, so with that, use the content um, that you can produce and that your customers like and we've i've got a resource of it's 101 different content ideas oh, you'll wow. go you'll go through there and find uh a dozen that that you would like to make and you'll probably make find a dozen that your customers would like to consume you don't have to do all 101 you know find five or six and test those and see what the metrics actually tell you uh will work mm -hmm. i'm a big fan of the 80 20 rule even if you had 101, only 20, and you tried them all, only 20% mm -hmm. of them would really rock it for you. So why not just uh, sort of pare it down to what you think that 20% is to begin with? Right. And, and the other thing, and you don't want to make a millimeter of progress in uh, in a million directions. Yeah. Pick, pick one or two and, and go with those and, and really do a full-fledged full effort to see if they work. Right. How do you feel about big data? You hear that phrase thrown around a lot, and people that I know in marketing who are very data-driven marketers and um, are you know high on the whole big data craze. I at one time at one point I say look at your data and tell and look and see what the, your customers are telling you, and then on the flip side I say don't listen to what everybody else's data is. And one of the great examples here is that. What's the average temperature of the Earth? I think it's like 56 degrees, hmm. and that's a that's a fact. But that fact does you no good on how you should dress today. Right. Right. It could be if it could be zero, it could be 100 degrees. That big data number means nothing. In the same way, when somebody comes back and says, "This is how I grew my business," you know, "This is how I did it five years ago." Well, that's interesting, but that's almost like 
somebody telling you what the what the shortest line at the grocery store was yesterday. It's very <laughs> it's very interesting. But how does that help me today? Yeah, yeah. What's in it for me? You know, what's so, the benefit there? Yeah, and so any th- anytime you hear a big data or even me talking about something, um, always say, how would that apply to my business? How would that you know apply to my ideal buyers? And then ultimately test it and say, does that apply to my customers? Right. So let's say that people are getting this concept of content. They're producing content of, you know, maybe two kinds, three kinds. They're really uh, uh, understanding that couple of platforms. They're diving deep, drilling the 100-foot well, not the, you know, 100 one-foot wells. Mm -hmm. So is building that content enough of a strategy? Content is is the bait, right? So by content, we always talk about what are things that are helpful to your customer. And so answering the questions online, putting engaging things in Facebook. But if all you have is bait, you won't catch anything. I, I always go back to, uh, uh, you know, Jaws when I was a kid was one of the scariest movies I ever saw. Yes. And I always remember when they would throw the you know, the chum in the water, mm-hmm. and it was it attracted all of the sharks. And I always looked at content as the same way. So if if you put out this podcast, but then never gave a chance for somebody to get in touch with you, or you put out a blog, but never told people what the next step, what that next call to action was, um, you might attract a lot of people, but you wouldn't hook anybody you wouldn't engage them and you really wouldn't be able to serve them to the next level Mm -hmm. so content is is the bait that's what attracts people but then you've got to work with them to the next level and that's giving them an offer like i love how you do that where you talk about other things that could help people if they're listening to you on the podcast well why wouldn't they want to um after they have gotten to know like and trust you to see what other things they are. And it's really not trying to sell them or move them down a sales funnel. I hate that analogy. Yeah, I Because it's, so, it's, it's manipulative. Uh, it's so like outbound marketing. I look at it as a buyer's funnel. If they've got a problem, how can I help them? And at a certain point, if I can help them with the solution, they're going to be so appreciative, they're going to give me certificates of appreciation that look like dollar bills. <laughs> I like that analogy. <laughs> Certificates of appreciation. I didn't see that one coming. That's why you told me so much. That's good. So how how would you counsel someone who is a content addicted? In other words, all they do is keep, you know, reinventing the wheel, keep making content, content, content and throwing it out there and wondering why, you know, why am I not succeeding here? I, I've run into too many people who are who are bloggers who say, oh, yeah, to be successful, you have to blog every day kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I'm not a big believer in that. You know, when is when is there too much content? How much content is enough when you're well, creating? I, I would say a lot of it is, you know, once again, listen to your customers. Mm-hmm. If they're reading every blog every day, wow, you must be really engaging um, and so, you know, if, if you've got a good subscription rate to it and everything, but if all you're doing is is throwing out chum into the water, sooner or later, people are just going to get tired of it. So don't always look at, you know, how can I attract more people, but how can I serve the people that I have? And so how, how can I go into a deeper relationship with them? And that could be 
more content. So that could be, um, you know, when you do a, a community site or a course, that's content that you're giving them, but it's much more focused. It's much richer for it, uh, and it brings more value to them. Um, so I would look at it and say, uh, am I just trying to attract people? Am I trying to get leads? So I'll ask them to fill out this form to get this checklist. Or am I really trying to go deep with people and give them something that can solve their problem, a product, a service, um, anything like that? Mm -hmm. So um, always look at it. What's the purpose of this? I don't want to read a blog just so I can read it for entertainment. You know, even the movies we watch, usually there's a, a lesson or a moral or something to it that you're supposed to take away from it. Yeah, it, that's true. The content shouldn't be just like bubble gum. Right. Um, now, counsel people on the reuse of content. A lot of people also make the mistake of saying, well, I wrote a blog post and I put it on my blog and that's it. I, I can't put that someplace else. Duplicate content, you know. And I, um, I look at this from a, a, a parent's perspective, too. You know, I've, to I've told my kids once something, why should I have to tell them again? <laughs> why? Because maybe they weren't listening this, the first time. Maybe you didn't phrase it the right way. Right. If maybe you've they got ready to hear it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's not the, um, maybe it's not the right medium. You know, mm -hmm. you could, you could write the greatest blog in the world, Kaylin, but if I'm driving, I'm not going to read it. But if you've got it, that same information on a podcast, uh, boy, I'll listen to that all day long. So giving it in different forms to different people. And the other thing is just that you can repurpose content and, and you, you say that you never want to duplicate content or um, just copy and put it all over. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that, that doesn't help anybody. Right. Um, but if you can put it in different ways. So if somebody um, wanted to listen to this this podcast, but English was a second language for them and they couldn't always keep up on the words. Well, they might love the transcript of this. You know, if somebody just wanted a few quotes out of these that you could put those up and you could put it in, in images and that'd be uh, ways to repurpose that. Mm -hmm. And so too often, I think we just, we think about, well, we've always, always got to do the next big thing, you know, and I, I would look at other content creators where, you know, if they, if they write a book, you know, they write a book, then they make a movie out of it. Then they, you know, Disney makes a cartoon out of it. And then right. they add it. It becomes products, action figures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's all that same, same basic things. They've just repurposed it. And often um, it's easier to, to repurpose something that's excellent than it is to try find something else that's excellent. So if you find a blog or a podcast or anything that works and it connects with your audience, we'll look at that and say, how can I give them more of this? Right. Um, this is really interesting stuff. I, I want to ask you a couple more questions, but can you hold on for a break? I sure can. Me? That's fantabulous. That's my new made-up word for this week. <laughs> you can borrow that. Fantabulous. This is Kaylin Amadio, and you're listening to Act Local, Marketing for Small Business, and we will be right back. I feel so close to you right now. Act Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back.
Once there was a smart baby boomer that loved her business. She knew that to grow it, she would need marketing. So she went for a search on the internet and came across all sorts of social media. She went on all the sites and opened accounts, but after starting profiles on all of them, she began to feel overwhelmed. To do all the marketing experts told her to do was just too big a task. She needed a change. Because she was a smart entrepreneur, she chose two of the popular social media sites to market her business. But after months and months, it didn't seem to make any difference. And she saw other savvy business owners using different sites here and blogging over there. When suddenly, she noticed more clever baby boomers going to iKalen.com and leaving so happy, she just had to see for herself. iKalen.com helped her make a marketing plan to grow her business that wasn't too big and wasn't too little. It was just right. So close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Hey now, it's Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business with my guest today, Tom Schwab. We are talking about uh, inbound marketing strategies as opposed to what, what you might typically think of as marketing is often outbound. In other words, the message is pushing out to you. You're getting a postcard in the mail. You're, you know, you're getting advertising flying at you. And, and there's nothing wrong with those strategies. They work too. There's, there's a good mix in all kinds of marketing. But inbound strategies are different. They're the strategies that draw your ideal clients to you based on the content that you're creating. And we sort of walked through what's content. Well, it's all the stuff you consume when you're out on the interwebs, mapping around, tooling around, you know, finding stuff. It's the blog posts. It's the images. It's the videos. It's the audios. It's everything that you consume when you're online. Uh, in the business, we call that content. You know, that's content marketing. And your inbound strategy has to include the creation of some of that content. And that's what Tom and I have been talking about today. Did I sum that up well enough, Tom? You did fantabulous on that. (laughs) I'm going to make (laughs) t-shirts. Hashtag fantabulous. Trademark it quick before we get off the call here. Right? I have to. You're absolutely right. Who was it? Which basketball coach? Um, It was the basketball coach of the Chicago Bulls. And I forget what his name is, although I can see his face in my head that he trademarked the word three-peat because they went to, you know, they went to the championship again. So the uh, first, the, they won one time, then they went back and they called it a repeat, and then they went back the third time and he trademarked the word three-peat specifically oh, I, for that. I can't believe I can't think of the coach's name. I Is it Pat? <laughs> Phil? No, Pat? No, Phil? Phil. Shoot. Phil something. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> Okay, afterwards, I got to, as my father-in-law would say, Vafa Agugla. 
in, in his Italian. L- look on, look at Google and find out. For <laughs> me. It's so funny. He's 81 and will be at the dinner table. And when something comes up in conversation and everyone's saying, oh, no, I think it was this. I think it was that. He'll say, Google it. Kaylin, get that. Get your iPad. Google it. <laughs> Because now and, he needs to know immediately, you know. And that is content. He's got a question, and somebody's going to answer that. And the first person that answers that on Google is going to win his trust, his authority, and his thought leadership. And you and I don't get his uh, trust, authority, or thought leadership because we can't think of Phil's last Jackson. name. Phil Jackson. Ja- yes. Is that it? Ding, I believe ding, ding, so. Ding. Okay. We win the prize. So, and I hope Phil Jackson never hears this and thinks, who are these two people who don't know who I am? Who are these knuckleheads? So, you clearly listen to podcasts. I love podcasts. I can tell. Now, why do you love podcasts? Um, To me, it's on-demand radio. I don't think it's right to call them podcasts anymore. Um, In 2016, cars are going to start being able to download uh, podcasts whenever they want. Mm-hmm. And I love it because it is so niche, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a podcast out there for macrame and crochet. I don't listen to it, but there are people that do that are just adamant on that. Whereas AM radio was content for everybody. Podcast gets so focused down to audiences and it really provides you such great information. And from a, a marketer standpoint, it's a great opportunity to speak directly to your ideal customers. You don't have to speak to everybody on AM radio or everybody on television. You can speak to just your ideal or dream customers. Well, that's interesting. So, so tell us more from a from a creating content from a business marketing standpoint. What are some of the other things that I should be doing in in my podcast to make it? more consumable, you know, to make the ROI of it better, you know, make it more useful for me as a business tool. Sure. And I think there's two ways you can do that. You can either have your own podcast or you can be a guest on podcasts, right? Okay. Very good point. Yes. Either way, you're connecting with the audience. Like right now, you know, your ideal buyer persona is small business owners. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's the same one as mine. So that's why I'm on this show to talk to that same sort of niche. Right. And so then we're going ahead and we're telling stories and we're not showing graphics or showing data. We're telling stories and we're allowing people to, to know us, to get to like us. And no matter what the business is, if it's online, if it's bricks and mortar, we're getting our customers the same way our grandparents did, getting people to know, like, and trust us. True. So they're listening to, listening to us. Um, talk about things and then we'll go ahead and say if you want to get more information you know i talked about that um, that guide i had of 101 content ideas yes. you know you can come to my site and get that you know so it's tmschwab.com forward slash act local and, and i'll put i'll put resources there and right. so that's how you're you're connecting with people and trying to give them content to engage with them so that if you can help them let's let's take this to the next step Yes, and I just want to make sure people know, as always, uh, if you're driving or you're on the treadmill, I always say don't get off the treadmill because I'm very proud of you for being on the treadmill. But if you couldn't write that down at that moment, you know you can always come back and search uh, a word for, you know, inbound. You could search the word inbound in this particular 
uh, episode will come up. Or you could search the word Tom and this episode will come up, right? That's the way a search engine in a website works. And you will be able to find the link tmschwab.com forward slash act local so you don't have to specifically write it down right now if you're not able to. But um, to get back to the podcast, I'm always thinking in terms of being a podcaster, but you're right. I go on as a guest to people's to actual radio and to podcasts as well. So let's say this is new to you, that you listen to podcasts, but it never occurred to you to be a guest on a podcast. What can I do as an expert in my field to, to get booked on a podcast? How does that happen? Sure. I, it's really a six-step process. And the first one you want to do is think about who your ideal customer is. Who do you want to be speaking to? Because that's going to help define what podcast you go to. Mm -hmm. Second, look at yourself in the mirror and say, what expertise do I bring? And a lot of people have a problem with that. And they're like, well, I'm not the expert. Well, no, but you are a expert. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you go ahead and know more about your industry than the average person, if you know more about your story, anything like that, there's got to be areas of expertise that you could share that with. Right. The, the third step is going ahead and, and um, introducing yourself to different podcast hosts. So it could be podcasts that you listen to, um, podcasters that you admire. You know, you're always looking for interesting guests and interesting content to share with your audience. So going ahead and saying, hey, here's who I am. Here's what I think I could share with your with your audience that would benefit them. And so that's, you know, and once again, you don't have to find 101 podcasts to be on. Just right. focus on a handful. Yes. Uh, the third one is, or excuse me, the fourth step is to be a guest on the podcast. And you're, you, you have the interview there. And I love them because I can do the interview from my home and talk to thousands of people. Even people that are introverts that might not like to stand up and do a, you know, a presentation. Mm -hmm. Well, you and I, you and I are just talking over Skype. I mean, how, you know, how, how much uh, more friendly and unassuming could this be? Exactly. And, you know, your point about in introverts is well taken because introverts aren't shy necessarily. They just, you know, it drains them of energy to have to be surrounded by a lot of people. But they very easily talk one-to-one. -one exactly. And that, that's what makes this a really good medium, medium for um, both kinds. In fact, it might even be better for introverts than it is for extroverts. I think so. Yeah. So that's like that. Now we've gotten up to the content stage, right? We've done the, uh, the first four steps and we've got that attraction, you know, mm -hmm. we've, we've attracted people. And so how do you take them from, um, being listeners to being visitors, then leads, then customers. And really that's, you know, step five, how do you get them to your website? And like I just mentioned there, give them some offer that says, Hey, if you come to my website, if you were interested in this, come to my website. I've got a special page for you where you can get all these free offers that I talked about. Right. So that's, you know, step five is how do you take them from listeners to visitors and then leads. So when you go ahead and download those offers, I've got some that are right there that you don't have to put forms on. But there's other ones where, you know, if you want a copy of my free upcoming book. I'll send it to you. It's coming out in September, but just fill out this, you know, name and email address. Mm -hmm. And that way now I've taken you from a visitor to a lead. So we can start in 
engaging. I can send you other information and see if I can help you with a product or a service. And then that last step is how do you set up that automated, um, automated system to take people from leads to customers? Yes. And so it's a six-step system that we have. And the, the seventh step is really sort of the bonus. If you can go ahead and outsource everything but the interview, that's where this really becomes magic. Uh, and people need to think about themselves as being the talent on a podcast. Mm -hmm. Just the same way the Rolling Stones didn't set up their own gigs and the Beatles didn't move their own equipment. If you can set up a, a series of assistants or virtual assistants to help you with this, um, there's even great agencies out there that'll, that'll help you with this to set up the interviews and everything. Um, it can be great. Uh, I've got one client that he's been on over 100 podcasts already in 2015 and and oh right goodness. now it's only july and he wants to do another hundred he just <laughs> loves it and it it's it's driving traffic like nothing else yeah, he can sure. he, he can spend two hours in a blog and maybe get uh, a couple leads out of it but what we're finding is that traffic that's coming from a podcast is converting 25 times better than blogs so it's easy content to produce. You're talking directly to your dream customer. Um, and uh, it's a great way just to build that know, like, and trust. That's that's a very interesting statistic, but I believe it wholeheartedly. And as you mentioned, in 2016, next year, uh, new cars will take uh, those apps. A lot of them have apps now, but they're taking it to the next level where you can easily get the podcast right in your car like you said it's more like radio on demand we went to satellite and i really don't listen to am and fm anymore i only listen to my satellite radio and the next step is going to be being able to listen to all my favorite podcasts right in the car without having to download them to my iphone first and plug it in so that's another good reason to to consider it as part of your marketing whether you produce a podcast or whether you start doing these interviews and i'll tell you as a podcast store because um, I have two podcasts that I do every week, we're always looking for great guests. You know, you need content. That's what it boils down to. You're looking for, for people who can easily have a conversation with you about whatever it is their expertise is that fits your niche that you're providing your podcast for. So we're always looking for great guests. So it's an excellent opportunity to get uh, publicity. And it's a lot of fun, too. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. You get to meet people from all over the country, all over the world, um, and it expands your business because you're meeting people outside of your geographic location where you would, you know, in days past, you would have been stuck in your geography. And that's not true anymore. The world is flat again, my friends. You know, we're all sort of on the same plane. So... Tom, when um, when people go to tmschwab.com forward slash act local, what kind of resources will they find on that page? Sure. So we'll go ahead and on that page, just for your listeners, no, not, no matter when they when they go there, um, there'll be the 101 content ideas that we talked about. Look okay. at those and find a handful that work for you. There'll be a, a whole summary of the six-step process we have mm -hmm. of how to how to grow your business. Uh, as a podcast guest, and we'll even throw in, you know, the, the information on the bonus, um, uh, how to outsource everything. And then, like I mentioned, the book is coming out in September of 2015. Uh, so there's a place there. If you'll sign up for the book uh, when it's released, I'd be thrilled to send you a copy of that. And give us the title of the book again. It's called Connect, 
growing your business, talking directly to your dream customers. Excellent. I can't wait. I'm going to definitely, definitely download it. Well, Tom Schwab, my new best friend, I thank you for, for pulling over. He had to pull over somewhere and find a good Wi-Fi spot so that we could make sure we had this interview today, right? <laughs> Live from someplace in southern Indiana, <laughs> I'm talking to the fan, fantabulous Kaylin Amadio. <laughs> there you go. I love it. So I thank you for making that effort on behalf of me and my audience. That's fantabulous of you to do. <laughs> I'm telling you, hashtag fantabulous is going to be the next thing. <laughs> I, I have to follow... Uh, who did we say he was? Phil Jackson? Phil yeah, Jackson. I, I have to follow his uh, his lead and go trademark that immediamente. So those of you out there, you've been listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business with my guest today, Tom Schwab. Don't forget, you can go to TM Schwab. Let me spell it for you, just in case you, you do have a pencil and you've been waiting patiently for me to spell this. It's TM. The last name is S-C-H-W-A-B. So that's S-C-H-W-A-B-T-M-Schwab.com. And if you forward slash uh, act local, all one word, he's got some great bonuses for you. So thanks again for that, Tom. And uh, until next time, everyone, you know you can always get a new podcast episode at 1 p.m. Eastern at actlocalmarketing.com. But until I speak to you again, I would very much like you to take care. Join Kaylin for more marketing madness each week on Act Local Marketing. It will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Act Local Marketing for Small Business goes live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern and can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and at actlocalmarketing.com. Have a question for Act Local? Email Kaylin at ask at actlocalmarketing.com. That's A-S-K at actlocalmarketing.com. And she may answer you right on air. Make sure to include your name and business website for a free shout out. Don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about Act Local and leave Kaylin a review at the iTunes store. See you next time on Act Local Marketing for Small Business.